You're listening to the DGD Podcast. Sponsored by La Touraine. Here's your hosts, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Welcome to this episode of the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds. Juan should be joining us shortly. First off, want to show you out. Hey, sponsored by La Touraine, guys. Use code DGD at checkout. Get 10% off your purchase site-wide. So, a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about, honestly, Nico. Um, I'm not trying to butcher this last name, but commits to Tennessee while we're getting ready, while the show's going live and getting started. Let's talk a little bit about that. What could that mean for the Vols against There's a lot of names, a lot of names uh, this weekend in Georgia. And you got that right there. You had the MVP camps. You also had rivals and uh, rivals camp in Charlotte. We'll talk a little bit about all of that. But first, let's go ahead and, only go ahead and get started into this uh, this Nico news since it's so new. Um, obviously, if you, just while we were getting started, Nico Lamalavea, I think that's how you say it, uh, commits to Tennessee. And, you know, there was, you know, if you if you're not familiar with it by now, there was a lot of talks about uh, $8 million NIL deal, you know, on 2023 quarterback, things like that. A lot of speculation leads you to believe that it is Nico uh, and Tennessee footing that bill. So what does that mean? Um, you know, honestly, in my opinion, I do not like the way that's set up because it's just going to doom um, college football as we know it, in my opinion. Obviously, it's the name of the game. Things are legal. It is what it is. But if I if 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 things come to fruition, if I, as per speculation, if Nico was this, you know, if is is Nico is this kid that's getting this money and his eight million or whatever, my question is, why would you spend eight million dollars on one kid? You can eight million dollars could get you. I don't know, 10 kids, right? Maybe they're just blowing money because they got it to blow and, and you know, swing it around, if you know what I mean. Who knows? And we don't even know if this is true, but we're obviously going off of speculation, right? If you're paying $8 million for a quarterback, there's more holes in this Tennessee team than just your quarterback. That's simple enough. That's just the way that is. So you spend $8 million if this is hypothetical, obviously, do not know if that is the case. But you spend $8 million on one player. There's more holes in that. You've got to fix that defense. I would have spent that money on a ton of other players, especially on defense. Tennessee had a great offense. I'm not going to knock that. Can't knock that. But their defense lost them games because they just were gassed. So you need that depth. You need talent and you need depth. $8 million for a quarterback is nice because you got a five-star quarterback if that were to be the case. Regardless, Nico commits to Tennessee, so good for Tennessee on picking that up because he's one of the best quarterbacks in the 23 class. Not going to knock that. But you better hope to God you can get some defensive help, is all I'm going to say. Period. Absolutely, period. You bet you got to sit there and bolster that defense because you're going to go up against teams that are going to stop you offensively, right? Georgia did it. Now, We'll see where Tennessee stands. I, I could honestly see Tennessee being a true threat to the SEC East runner-up, I think. We'll see. I, I think they beat Florida, and I can see them beating a lot of other teams in the SEC East. But still, nonetheless, 
you know, looking at it in this regard, you need defense help. $8 million is nice because you got your guy. Fair, if that's the case. But spend your money wisely, guys, because all it's going to take, what if he doesn't, what if he doesn't pan out, right? Then you got to sit there. As a Georgia fan, I would be laughing, right? I'm laughing at that point. Simple enough. Because you spent $8 million on a bust if that would be the case. Just food for thought there. But nonetheless, obviously, Tennessee picks up Nico Lama Lavea, five-star quarterback, 23 class. But let's talk about another 23 guy, quarterback class, right? Out of this quarterback class, Arch Manning, right? Arch Manning visits Georgia this weekend. You know, and I think it's calculated based off of first uh, full pad scrimmage or first full pad practice. Uh, you know, tons of current commits, you know, tons of really visitors in general, right? Tons of visitors. Um, and, and from, you know, from sources, things like that, you're hearing had a great time. And, and that's the, I would hope that's the case. I would hope that's the case. Um, you know, and I think we have a good shot at Landon Arch, but there was also another quarterback there in the 24 class, and that is Dylan Raiola. And Dylan Raiola could very well be just as good, if not better, than Arch. And that's crazy to think that, but it's true, right? Uh, Dylan, uh, out of Chandler, Arizona, uh, was son of Dominic Raiola, a longtime Lions center. Uh, if you have the connection here, that, you know, Stafford and Dominic played for for a while in, in Detroit. So, you know, they're both high. You know, Dylan is very high on the dogs as well. So you sit there, you piece that together. You know, you got two two dominant quarterbacks in two different classes. And honestly, I think they don't shy away from the competition. I think that's just the case. So in my opinion, I think you look at Arch Manning being the, the crown jewel per se of this weekend, right? All eyes are on Arch, and that's fine, right? That's just fine. But there's a lot of other guys that we're, you know, and, and we've talked about King Joseph. King Joseph had a great uh, visit as well. You know, several kids, right? Just all of them. You saw pictures just bombarding, you know, Twitter uh, notifications, things like that. All these kids here in, in, in Athens and, you know, just had a great time, right? And honestly, I think you look at, you know, uh, Coach Coach Monken, Coach Faulkner, and Coach Deribe, Uzo Deribe. I think all three of those guys have sat there and solidified uh, this weekend as a home run for a lot of guys uh, in regards to these visits. Um, you know, but also looking at practice, right? I think you look at practice, things went very well. You know, and one of the things that I think people need to understand is I think there's a legitimate quarterback competition for the quarterback, for the backup spot, I think, perhaps. Uh, I would hope that it turns into be a starting quarterback uh, competition, in my opinion, uh, if things go out as well as I would hope. Uh, you know, Carson Beck, you're continuing to hear good things out of him. And, you know, obviously that's a good sign. Uh, Brock Vandergriff's doing just fine as well. But then you sit there and look on the defensive side of the ball, and I think everybody coming into the offseason is, is questioning what Georgia's going to do, right, to replace the guys that we're losing to the draft and, you know, and transferred out. And listen, when you have guys like Michael Williams that's going to come in as a freshman and, and touch the field almost immediately, that tells you you're you're doing something right. But I think you look at guys like MJ Sherman, uh, you know, Smile Monday, I think you need those guys to step up. And obviously you look back onto the offensive side of the ball with guys like Oscar Dell, uh, Arik Gilbert, you know, getting reps, uh, Oscar specifically with, you know, with both Brock and Darnell out for the spring. I think it's imperative that he gets in there and 
and gets these reps. It's it's crucial for him uh, from a development standpoint because the speed of the game compared to high school is completely different. And, and I think he's learning that. And also I think you look at the situation in general where you have that opportunity and hopefully these guys take advantage of it. You know, you're looking at big, you know, big battles along the offensive line. Who's going to step up on the defensive side of the ball on the D line, right? It's a good time to be a Georgia fan, especially with these practices coming in. So you look at, you know, Jalen Walker's another guy. Jalen Walker's flashing, right? Um, it's just a lot of positive things right now. Um, obviously, outside of the day one um, injury news, I haven't heard anything in regards to injuries. So let's hope that it stays that way. I think that's one of the keys for for Georgia fans is to hopefully, you know, come out with, you know, not really any injuries or major injuries uh, prior to what, you know, already has been announced. So, you know, that with that being said, I think that's one thing that, you know, we'll keep an eye out for as we move on through the practices uh, leading up to G-Day. But I think you also look at, you know, some other things, um, you know, around the, around the, I guess you could say in the region, you have Rivals Camp in Charlotte and called this before it even happened. Look at a guy, 2023 D-line, Jamal Jett dominates, get another another MVP performance, D-line MVP performance, uh, to back that up with the one, the Under Armour camp in Atlanta earlier. So you sit there, you see him right there just purely dominating. Look, if the recruiting services are going to, you know, they're sleeping, they can sleep on them for a little bit. They can't do it anymore. You know, and, and two back-to-back D-line MVPs, two different camps, I think that's telling in my opinion. So I, th- I think you have to see a ranking, you know, rankings bump. And listen, and, I, and you've, if you've watched the show or listened to the show, you understand rankings aren't everything. But don't sleep on my man, period. All right, don't sleep on Jamal. I'm telling you right now. Um, so, you know, obviously you look at that right there. And that's a, and I, I've said it, and I'll appreciate it again. Jamal's a guy that Georgia has to have. Just going to leave that there. Just going to leave it there. Um, and you also had some guys, uh, Hunter Henry as well, did fairly well, uh, you know, from Grimsley as well. So a lot to take in. Um, just a lot to soak in. And honestly, it's it's so good, uh, you know, to be into this spring practice, getting into it. I think you look at, you know, I want to talk about Arch here. You know, obviously, there's a lot of talk about Arch trying to commit into the summer. So, um, you know, how, how does that play, right? Where does Georgia stand? I think Georgia's got a legitimate shot to land Arch. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about. Too. But I think right now Georgia has a, a realistic shot in them, and if that's the case, you know how is that, that's going to make a wild quarterback competition. Uh, Kirby's visor, uh, Vols handing out eight million in McDonald's bags to Nico. Boy, the you know, I think honestly McDonald's must have got the ice cream machines working or something because must have been willing to go over there for that. Um, but no, honestly though, you know, I, I want to kind of go back on that as well, right? The whole NIL thing. Right. I, I'm not one of those guys that sits there, has that kind of money. But those guys are businessmen. Those folks are businessmen, I should say. You never know if it's women or, you know, obviously just to be correct here. But those folks are business folks, right? They're businessmen, businesswomen. If this, if this bites them, how many times are they going to do that more? How many more times are they going to do that? Right. Not my choice. But 
you know, if that was the case, that that's kind of pricey. And I don't even I don't trust those numbers. That's way too high for any one kid that ain't touched the college field at all. Right. Um, you look at you look at NIL deals from, you know, Caleb Williams at Beats, things like that. Like that might not even be eight million. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> but eight million to a high school kid. I, I just don't understand the, the concept of paying that much to a kid that hasn't produced anything, hasn't touched the college field, hasn't done a college practice yet. Like, I understand high school football, you you have some generational talents, but and until you sit there and get on campus and, and see, you know, my, that's my thoughts. I think NIL should be for kids that have currently are currently playing, um, you know, have seen the field or at least been through a, a semester of college or something. Because it's high school stuff, man. Paying eight million dollars to a high school kid just to come to your school—that that's obviously pay for play. There ain't nobody questioning that. That's is that what NIL supposed to be? No, just don't, I don't see that. Right. I, I think I think people are twisting, you know, twisting the, the concept of what NIL is. It shouldn't be pay for play. It should be, you know, allow kids to sign autographs, get paid. Right. I mean, that's just my thoughts on it. But, you know, Tanil asked how much NIL had to do with it. Honestly, Tanil, I'd probably say at least 85 percent, 85 easy. Just listen, you know, from a quarterback standpoint, look, Hypel showed a lot of things with Hendon Hooker. Um, and how potent that offense could be. So I do give it some sliver of, you know, a percentage to, you know, believe that, you know, it's partially an offensive scheme. There's a lot of stats to be made right there, right? Throw the ball all the time. Cool. But let's be honest. More than likely, it's probably Tennessee. Pitt, you know, talked about that report, an $8 million deal. I'm sure we'll – I don't know if we'll ever find out, but I'm sure you'll hear more about it as it comes around. But – just saying. I, I think 85% is reasonable. It's probably higher, but that's just where I'm going because I do think that Tennessee's offense is attractive for quarterbacks that want to pad stats. And, you know, I don't expect them to win the East or anything like that because Georgia's just Georgia's just, just different, uh, in, in my opinion, compared to what everything else is in the SEC East, which, you know, it is what it is. Kirby's Vizer also says, wait until the recruit is a proven commodity of sophomore season. You know, listen, as a freshman, I understand you You can make money as a freshman, right? Your name coming out of high school, people want you, right? And I, and I understand that. Once you get on campus and then enroll, like, if you're enrolled as a, a college student, why not, right? Once you enroll into the school, I think that should be the starting point. But like I said, the whole, this, I mean, literally, Dylan, Dylan, these kind of NIL deals to high school kids, that's pay for play, man. Is that really what the NIL was supposed to be about? I mean, that's what it's turning out to be, for sure. But I, I think I think you need to, you know, kind of set some rules. If I'm the NCAA, I'm setting rules, you know, that apply to, you know, kids that are actually currently enrolled into that university. If it's a high school kid, once you enroll and are a freshman, at that point, you can start the NIL process, right? And listen, it's just human nature to adapt and, you know, to do these things, right? You're going to manipulate systems. It's just what happens. It's human nature. I get it. So you're going to see people maybe pay for play still, but backdate it to start. That you're going to see that stuff happen, right? Just the way that is. But you know, this is this is the, I guess you could say, the life we live in as college uh, football fans right now, and really college sports fans, to be honest. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily like it, but I, I want kids to get paid. So you know, the, I'm not mad at the kids at all, right? If he if he's going to get paid eight million dollars, get paid eight million dollars. Good for you. All for that. 
but I, I think the folks up top need to kind of set you know restrictions cap limits things like this because if you think eight million dollars is a start just wait this is probably just i mean we're still just in the infancy stage of nil so what does that mean if you already see an eight million dollars what does that mean because you're it's only going to keep going up because that just tells me the price tag now in my opinion being a business guy there's probably going to be a market correction at some point right you're going to see these kids bust out and listen it's going to happen you're going to see these kids get a million dollars things like that and they're going to bust and then those boosters and the people that are paying these nil deals it'll come back and get you they, they it, it's coming right it's coming how many is it going to take though before you see that i, I think it's coming um some kids want to start immediately and not compete for position though yeah i mean that's why you got the transfer portal one-time rule um you know i'm for the transfer portal everybody deserves a second chance you know um i'm glad we don't have the whole the waiver rule because it was just completely the way it was ran was just incompetent too right you think just georgia alone luke ford goes to illinois right from georgia to illinois and it has to sit out when you have a legit medical reason for your you know some of your immediate family that you know that's passing away or in the process of you know passing away things like that wanting to go play up there for them but you get you know you sit out but then you see other quarterbacks leave immediate eligibility and it's not nearly the, the con you know the, the same context so I'm, I'm glad kids get that immediate eligibility that one-time thing I, i'm for that um but no i think that's the reason for the transfer portal right i, I think a and m you're going to see that happen watch it's coming it's coming seven five stars right just this class it could, you could see honestly you could see two or three of those guys leave easily within a year or two just just my thoughts and if they stay they stay right so we'll see how this plays out but well how, how it all plays out i just think that it'll correct itself you have that many you know you have an abundance of five stars and abundance of talent you know the paying and everything like that is fine but i ultimately i just think that it's coming around to a point where kids are going to want to play because let's be honest this is kind of a stopgap for the most part right for the most part on average kids are coming in and you know you're seeing you know 500,000 you know like that i think you can average at one point was like 500 which that's not terrible right i mean you're you're still able to you know profit off of your name i'm not mad about that you know obviously it's it's a market league right it's a market league like a quarterback's just going to draw more money uh, flashy receiver, draw more money. You know, offensive linemen's got to understand that, you know, your market, your supply and demand is not going to be as high as, you know, a, a five-star quarterback. And I think you're going to see that, but how is that going to impact the kids? Welcome to business, folks. Welcome to business. Yeah, no, Tanil says they're on payrolls now. Um, kind of the way it seems, it's kind of that way. I mean, like I said, it feels like the it has the feelings of a pay-for-play. I'm not too big for it. Um, Rudes, is it confirmed? I have a feeling you're talking about the Nico to UT. That uh, that did drop. He did commit. Um, so if that's what you're meaning, yes, it, it is confirmed. He did commit. Um, and then obviously, kind of looking back on it here, I think you look at just the whole grand scheme of things, right? I think Georgia, Georgia is going to sit there and the production on the field and things like that, Georgia is going to partake in NIL. They're just going to do it a little bit different. 
And, and I'm all for that, right? Georgia's, Georgia's in a, a spot, and I think you kind of look at Bama maybe as well. These kind of schools just operate like normal. Georgia's going to do their thing. They're going to recruit guys in. They're going to play. They're going to win, get you in a position to win, you know, to win titles, right, win national championships. And that's and obviously you look at recent success, you know, obviously just went coming off of a national title. You look at the combine, you know, like I said, that was a three or four day uh, advertisement for Georgia. You look at, you know, pro day when you have every single team. Uh, I want to say Kirby said 122 uh, NFL scouts and, and GMs and head coaches were there. That's getting into the heads. That's getting into ears. And people are seeing that if you're recruits, if you're elite recruits. Because that shows you that the money's there for for years. Now, you you look at the you look at even five Georgia players taken in the first round. You look at you look at the likes of Alabama. You look you know and the elites come because they know they can go to the NFL. Just the way that goes. So Georgia can just operate like normal, right? That's just in my thoughts. Georgia can operate like normal get these guys and be straight and you're going to see that that's why another thing you're also seeing georgia sticking closer to home you're trying to operate against the portal uh you look at guys like tyreek stevenson uh major burns um you know i wouldn't say jalen kimber but yes to an extent you know guys want to go back home right keep guys in your state there's really no reason unless it's just a playing time thing they're they're not you're not gonna have to worry about coming back home and leaving your program to do so, right? That's key. And, and you can see that with how Kirby's uh, recruiting, but it also helps that the state of, you know, the state of Georgia and, you know, Florida for the most part, loaded with talent, 23, 24, uh, all, I mean, really 25 as well. It's just getting insane just how much talent the state of Georgia has. So when you see that Georgia is going to operate like normal and you're going to see, um, you're going to see Georgia continue to elite at, uh, recruit at an elite level. You're going to see, you know, teams like Tennessee, you know, teams with NIL try to use that to their advantage to get talent. And that's okay. It's just the way college football is headed. But it's not going to stop Georgia and Alabama from being in the playoffs contention every year. You, those elite teams are going to be there for the most part. That's just my thought right there. But obviously, we'll kind of recap here, and then we'll stick around for the Q&A, guys, if y'all want to hop in there. But obviously, look, 23, uh, well, not 23, uh, 23 D-line, uh, Jamal Jarrett, look, Grimsley kid right up here at the road, dominates uh, Rivals Camp in Charlotte. I'm telling you, he's, he's, he's a four-star right now, based off of 24-7 composite. It's about to shoot up even more. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, you know, and there was a lot of good talent there as well. You got guys like Jonathan Paler went there, Henry Harden went there, uh, Xavier McClay, uh, Xavier McLeod was there, dominating, doing his thing. A lot of Georgia, a lot of eyes there in Charlotte, a lot of visitors in Athens. Uh, obviously, Arch Manning's things seem to go well there. Uh, King Joseph and and you know just a ton of guys landing. Um, you know, just a ton of elite recruit uh, recruits here. Right, it's another week. Uh, this upcoming week, there's another list of elite guys as well. Obviously, you know, multiple classes, 23 all the way to 25, 26, probably. Uh, you know, Dylan Raiola, Arch Manning, would be nice to see him as dogs. King Joseph, want to see him as a dog. There's a lot to go around. But with that being said, though, guys, make sure, if you haven't already, 
join our Discord, talking all things Georgia, talking college football, March Madness, discord.gg forward slash Bones Brigade. Also, if you want to catch some inside info, join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash DGD podcast. That is all we have for today. Thanks for listening to the DGD podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to the DGD podcast YouTube channel where you can watch live Mondays and Fridays at noon Eastern. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DGD podcast and check out the website at www.dgdpodcast.com. 